0: Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth-Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hi, I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and I'm here with my good friend, Laura Pfeiffer, today. And I want to tell you a little bit about her. First of all, she's a fabulous golfer which I love playing with her and uh, doing fun events. But she has nearly 30 years of experience in healthcare industries, including um, joining the GBS benefits team as an employee benefits broker in 2011. She was formerly with WISE Provider Network, WPN, as a principal consultant, and she handled the negotiations, contracting, and management of custom healthcare networks. In her specialized role, she worked with many high Profile and Fortune 500 companies. And at GBS, Laura works with small employers as well as large corporate clients headquartered throughout Utah, Wyoming, and Colorado. Laura has been a repeat recipient of the prestigious Chairman's Circle Award, recognizing the top 10 insurance brokers within the nationwide Lovett Group organization. And within the community, Laura serves with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Salt Lake and founded the Kids Eat program at the club providing meals to children and family at home and after school. Laura earned her bachelor's degree um, from the University of Utah and is licensed in health, li- health life and disability insurance. Plus, Laura, thank you so much for being here. As sure. I mentioned, she loves music and the arts and friends and U of U sports. Yes, Lum, yes. and <laughs> I'm so glad you're here today. Thank
1: you. It's great yeah. to be here.
0: Well, besides the background that I just gave a little bit of your professional bio, tell us a little bit more about kind of where you grew up and a little bit more about your, about yourself.
1: Sure. So I actually have was born and raised in Utah. I am uh, went to school and grew up in Murray. Mm-hmm. So I'm Spartans. a Spartan. Yep. I'm a Murray Spartan. And from there, I, um, I have two sisters. I have an older and a younger, so I'm the middle child who gets to, was always the one in between the two uh, mm-hmm. sisters that I had. Um, so I went to Murray, and then from there went on to the University of Utah, and got my Bachelor's of Science degree at Very the good. U. Good. Yeah.
0: So when you look, what was your Bachelor's in at the U?
1: Um, I a Bachelor's of Science in Sociology, uh-huh. and then I also, for for a while there, I thought I was going to be... Um, I was going to be Nancy Drew and go into the FBI, believe it or not, I was I going do down that. It. I do I was going down that path and was um, at the time, there wasn't a degree in criminology, so you got a certificate. So I did all of the forensics and this, the um, forensic classes and through the sociology department, and then also got a minor in sociology, or sorry, psychology psychology so my major is in sociology a minor in psychology and the certificate in criminology oh wow so I totally thought I was going to be um FBI Nancy Drew but that came to an end when there was a hiring freeze (laughs) (laughs) at the FBI at the FBI there was a hiring freeze for five years oh my goodness um and at that point it was uh well what am I what do I what what's my what's my backup plan so, at that time, interestingly, I went down to the Department of Human Services and applied for a job as a social worker mm-hmm. to go out and work with families and do um, uh, family checks. And I applied for that job, and it was to make $7.40 an hour. Wow. And I thought, I've got a, I've got a degree. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm going to get this job. You know, I, I think I'm going to get this job. And I didn't even get a call back. Apparently, there were over 50 people who had applied for that job, and I did not even get a call back. Wow. So at that point, it was, what am I going to do? Right, right. So at that time, I had actually, at 18 years old, I started working at FHP, mm-hmm. which was the family health plan. Yeah, I remember. And I was there and uh, w- worked there part-time through college. So Wasn't I there headquarters right off of I-80? It's actually right off of 3rd South. Oh, okay. uh, right down from the Garfield. Oh, okay. building. So okay. It was okay. thirty-five South Main. Okay. Or sorry, thirty-five South Broadway. Okay. Um anyways, I, I was working there part time mm. as I was going to the U. Um, you know, supporting myself mm. as I paid for my own housing, I paid for my own schooling, and at that point said, What am I gonna do? And at, and then I turned um, from not wanting well, I couldn't go through the FBI, I couldn't go that path. So it was, what am I going to do next? Well, I'm already working for this organization. I think I'm pretty good at it. And then from there, went into sales and marketing. And that's how my career started with healthcare.
0: Wow. Well, I have to tell you, there is another lady, and I am drawing a blank at the moment. I'm going to need to go back, of our 130 women who are members of Women Who Succeed. And one of them is in, was in the FBI. Similarly, ah. went through school. So I'm going to have to figure out who that was. And I'll have to introduce you. The two of you can be talk, yeah. can talk. Yeah, well, that's it's, neat. It's, well, when you look back, tell me about your your decision then to get. And my my background is the soft sciences too, mm-hmm. It's family and consumer studies, and I think that I and I've served on a couple boards up there. And you didn't necessarily want to be a social worker or go into to that. Would you have done anything different with your education? Um, when you look back, was there some a different path you you may have wished that you had taken
1: you know that's a good question Um, at the time I thought I wanted to go back and do a master's in social work Uh however I recognized that the burnout rate is so high and I have so much empathy for others that I um, I realized that that probably was going to be hard on me personally Mm -hmm. and it would it would be taking on a lot of other people's problems and issues. Although I, I am very kind, I think I'm kind, <laughs> I'm pretty kind. You are. And giving are. and caring, but I also recognize that I had to draw a boundary around myself yeah. that I could not take on that much stress of others. So as much as I like to help and I do through other things as I've grown, that is something at that point I thought, you know what, I don't know that that's, I want to continue down getting my master's in that program.
0: Well, you're in Women Who Succeed. You're, you've um, involved with the Boys and Girls Club. Correct. Tell me a little bit about the the program, the um, Kids the Eat Kids Eat program. Yeah, sure. Oh, so well, that was
1: Kids Eat is be. actually an amazing organization. It was actually founded really by my mother and my sisters and I. Oh, I didn't know that. So it started out that um, I, I worked as with the Boys and Girls Club because that was one of my clients, um, the Boys and Girls Club of Murray, and then also it moved into the Salt Lake. Um, a chapter organization there but what happened is is um, there were kids in the club and they were stealing food from the pantry mm-hmm. because they were hungry and it was really my mother saying what is happening here so we started gathering donations and taking food over to the club and saying you know what let's send these kids home with food well that morphed into what it happens to the children on the weekends when they go home and they don't have the club to support them. So that became really the kids eat organization or sorry gathering food and and providing backpacks for kids, and it morphed into a really large organization. And and in the past two years, Usana came in and mm. took over the program. They were they were looking for a um, a uh, an organization that they could actually um, embrace mm-hmm. and take over which they did and now the program is it exists with USANA they have yeah. their own building and they are feeding thousands of kids every single month through organ and, and it's a fun because I don't I haven't I haven't uh, followed it as much as I mm-hmm. used to because mm-hmm. they took over the program um, but I watch them through Facebook, yeah. and there's there's always um, organizations of scouts and churches and um, companies that are going out and doing some volunteer work with them because they need help filling those backpacks for kids. I love that. You yeah.
0: know, my background is serving people in poverty, and so yeah. that really warms my heart. I love it when community members step up yeah. and see a need and then try to fill the gap. And that seems like something you would totally do. Yeah. You know, I. Met, um, I'm drawing a blank on the lady's name at this moment. She was in the Women's Leadership Institute certificate class at the University of Utah with me this year. And now it's all coming together. She was running the Kids Eat program through USANA, okay. so okay. full circle. But it all started because you and your sister and your mom stepped up right. and saw that.
1: Yeah, it just started with recognizing that kids were stealing food because they were hungry, and that just breaks your heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, you've got this neat balance. When I look at you, I see this super intelligent, bright woman who you have figured out this balance of um, play. And I know you work really hard because you gave up a golf game the other day because you were working (laughs) and you worked till about 11 o'clock that night in the office. Um, You make time for your friends. Whenever you see me, the first thing you say to me is how are you my friend and you look me in the eye and you like genuinely mean it like it's not just a casual statement I can tell you like you're really um, interested in me as a human being and I want you to know how much I have appreciated that but all of those things you do come with a certain level of beautiful confidence and I'm wondering where you feel that came from where did you learn or see or what inspires you? How do you become this this confident woman?
1: Well, I thank you. Your is <laughs> thank true. you. It's, it's interesting because it, I think it's um, difficult oftentimes to talk about yourself. Yeah. For everyone, I don't know why that is, and and that I think as we talked about, um, looking through some questions and you know, thinking about what we could talk about today, mm-hmm. um, it it is interesting to see how. How it is difficult for women to talk about themselves and talk about your successes and things. It's a lot easier when somebody else can point them out or read them about you, or, or like you just did, and just say, you know, um, how I am perceived when, when we get together and we talk. So thank you. That, You're welcome. that, is, well, that is the helpful. little
0: things that you do that I notice, or, you know, and I, I, just, I think that's important when we compliment other women that and it that were specific and we yeah. reflect help reflect because I do I'm with you I don't think that we often as women um, either give ourselves enough credit in that regard or I don't know to your point I think it's hard to to recognize our strengths right
1: yeah well I think that um, the confidence that I have is um, started with my mom mm-hmm. and I talked about that before is Um, my mother raising three girls and always instilling in us that you do not need a man to make you successful. Um, You've got to get out there in the world and you've got to do things on your own. You know, depend on yourself. You can obviously be married, you can have children, you can have relationships, but really try not to depend on your your success and happiness. You've got to build that yourself. So um, there's confidence that I learned as a young girl but also confidence that I the, the business that I work in now is really mm-hmm. based around a man's world. If you look throughout Utah and throughout the nation, the, the job that I do is really, I would say, 85% men. Mm. And so you have to have confidence when you're going in and working with companies, working with um, C-suite people mm-hmm. that are oftentimes male. Right. And having confidence that we've got, I've got to have um, that confidence in myself that then can be portrayed to them. Mm-hmm. That I am going to do a great job for you. And so um, I'm, I'm knowledgeable. I'm mm-hmm. successful. I'm going to do a great job. So that's important when um, I, have to, I have to carry that confidence. Otherwise, mm-hmm. going back to what my mom taught me as a kid is I'm not going to be successful. And I'm going to end up being dependent on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I just—I'm—I'm I'm not gonna—not gonna fail there. Yeah. I've got to make sure that failure's I, not an failure's option. Failure's not an option, you know. And there are days that you fail. There are things that um, there's times that I don't win business or I lose business, um, and you take it personal for a minute. And I've talked about this before. You know, if I'm gonna lose, it's gonna be a few minutes that I take time to mm-hmm. reflect. And then come back with confidence and say, all right, well, you know what? You don't win them all. And, but it doesn't mean we're going to give up. We're going to keep going. I remember when we've had that conversation
0: before. And you've talked a little bit about, I'm not using your words, but a little bit of a pity party. You allow yourself yeah. to have these. Um, wounded bird. Little wounded bird. That's what it yes. was. Do you um, use any of the same, do you have any self-talk? Anything that you use over and over again to be like, all right, here we are. Here's what we're going to do. Like, how do you pull yeah. yourself back up?
1: Um, you know, I, I take a minute to go, okay, this hurt, you know. And this e- hurt. This hurt. <laughs> I'm a wounded bird. Um, I'm going to sit here for a minute and and reflect on, you know, what went wrong? Um, you know, what could I have done differently? And oftentimes you have to recognize, I think as women, we tend to blame ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I did I didn't do that correctly. I did that wrong. What? What, you know, what happened? They didn't like me. Didn't like you know, me. they didn't like me. Maybe they didn't want to work with a woman. Maybe they, maybe I'm of the wrong religion. Maybe it's that I, they just, they don't want to work with women. Yeah. You go down that path of, of your mind going all these different directions mm-hmm. and these questions of doubt, but you have to bring yourself back together and say, it's okay. You don't, everyone can't like everyone or Maybe there was a different solution for them. Maybe they weren't the ones making the decision. Maybe, maybe it just wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to move on with that and say, that's okay. Um, recently, I, I, it's funny, I worked with an organization and uh, we got fired. Out of nowhere, we got fired. And the story that we received back from them was, it didn't make much sense but you have to live with it. Um, it was, you know, not to go down that rabbit hole, but it didn't make sense to us. And we just had to walk away and say, it wasn't us. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't the, the job that we had done because we knew we had done a good job. And sure enough, two years later now, finding out that this individual, um, there were other things going on with them. They. Um, in the organization and it really had nothing to do with us. It was just uh, a a change in in leadership at the company. You know, oftentimes when we go in to try to do business, we'll first say, okay, you know, who are you working with today? Are you working with, is your broker, because I'm an insurance broker, Mm -hmm. is it your (laughs) brother-in-law? Is it your neighbor? Is it your bishop? Is it, who is it that you currently work with? Because if there's a family relationship there, we're gonna respect that we're gonna have a a great conversation right now but no pressure and and it's okay you know so oftentimes you get in with people and you're having a conversation and you think you're going somewhere but that door might never even really open for you but
0: I think I liked it that when you were talking about um, that quiet you kind of spoke to quieting that negative talk yes that negative Mm self-talk and making I could almost hear your thoughts in your head because so many of them sounded similar to thoughts that I've had, like I didn't, um, I've upset them, they don't like me, what did I do wrong, and, and internalizing that and the strength of, that you described of quieting that talk Yes. so that it really is, okay, you know what, this, these are the facts, we're going to step back from this, we're going to be unbiased about it. And it may or may not be us, but we're going to recognize that, and we're going to move on. Yep, I loved that.
1: Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, you're going to fail. Otherwise, you're going to end up um, really not progressing in your career, progressing in, you know, the 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 goals that you have. Mm-hmm. Because if you let those get you down and keep you down, yeah, you're never gonna no. you're never gonna survive. You're never gonna progress. You're not going to progress. You're not going to succeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you've, you've led so many different groups of people, Mm -hmm. has there been an experience that's been especially challenging that stands out to you in your mind that you had to overcome as a leader um, and how you were able to motivate yourself and your team to overcome that obstacle?
1: Yeah. So one thing um, I don't, I have never liked to be, um, I like to be a leader. But I also don't want to be a manager, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with people. And so when I have been been in that position, which I have several times in in my career, I've sat down with my team and I've said, we all know our jobs. Do you know your job? Do you need help with your job? Do you have any question about what your job is? Because let me tell you something about me. You've got this job because you've been chosen. You are going to do a great job. I'm here to help you do a good job. Please don't make it uncomfortable for me to have to have a conversation with you because I'm not good at it. This is, a, this is not one of my strengths. Mm. So I've really tried to express that I will help you. I will support you. But I don't want to have to have an uncom- uncomfortable conversation with you when things aren't going well for no. you. So let's be a great team let's have fun let's make money let's let's do a great job but i've really tried to turn it around to help them understand that this is a weakness for me mm-hmm. and that i don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation and so i've i, I did that throughout my career mm-hmm. um, to say and i've had to have those uncomfortable conversations of course you have of course you and have. i've had to sit down and say okay this is one of those uncomfortable conversations that i really don't want to have but we need to talk about it yeah. And it's had to do that. Yeah. It's different to not put
0: your head in the sand. Right. But I like kind of the acknowledgment of this is something that I prefer not to do. Right. Um, but here we are. Exactly. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. Here so. we are, unfortunately. <laughs> and how
1: are we going to pr- um, move forward? You know, when yeah, you
0: were okay. talking earlier about the amount of females that are in your role mm-hmm. um, is very small for the specialized work that you do. Yes. Um, it made me kind of think again about the purpose of women Hit succeed which is to grow confidence and leadership skills in girls and young women growing them so supporting them so they can have a little bit of more of an edge than we did when yeah. we kind of grew into that stage of our lives do you think girls and young women have it harder than we did or do you think they is it easier what are you, what are your thoughts as to where girls and young women are Compared to when we were that age, teenagers going you know, into college.
1: I think I think it is harder for girls these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I looked back at myself, I would think, "Oh, it's so hard." <laughs> <laughs> that <was> so <laughs> hard. Oh, that was so hard. But um, really, the it's almost um, the distractions and the chaos today that mm-hmm. these kids have. I have a 16-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and even last night she came in my room and we were um, sitting there and I was trying to have a conversation with her and she had her phone. Mm-hmm. She's trying to have a conversation with me but at the same time, she's watching her TikToks and her, her Snapchats and everything. <laughs> and I just said, you gotta put that down. There's so much chaos going on right now. I can see it, you're not paying attention. So I think it's harder today because I think it's it's there's so much outside noise and outside distractions for these kids that um, through social media, Mm -hmm. through um, the apps, the phones, all of these different um, platforms that kids are on these days, Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of noise. They are not as focused. My daughter, I have to keep her focused. (laughs) Stay in your lane. Let's get back on path. Like we sit down and have that conversation about um, why being in high school, is important to have good grades because it's going to be the next stepping stone for you to get into the university mm-hmm. and really under i mean all universities are wonderful they're there for a purpose and they serve those people that are going to go there but i also point out your opportunities if you do well now you're going to have more opportunity as you get to college to have a choice of ones to go to you've got to do well on your ACTs. you've got to prepare um, you've got to you know have choices suddenly you're going to have applications coming mm-hmm. from organizations you know you want to be able to have a choice and not only come down to one and that's the only one you get don't you want to have more to choose from mm-hmm. um, so starting early and saying it's important to do what you're doing today put down the phone put down the distractions that you know you have because there's I take her phone now as of last week I said I'm taking your phone every night at 10 o'clock. Because... Good parenting. I, I, it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. You know, I'm the bad guy. Oh It's yeah. hard, you oh, know. Yeah. Mom, you don't understand. I have to right. do streaks. Yeah. these Streaks that streaks. these kids are doing. I got to do a streak. Um, back to me, back then, streaking was when you were naked <laughs> running down the street, right? Well, now it's streaking is, you know, this phone thing that the kids are doing. Anyways, but um, yeah, it's really, I think it is harder for kids these days because there's too many distractions.
0: Well, and I was going to ask you about how, what weapons you use to combat social media with your daughter. And you've just described a couple, you know, calling her attention to your face while you're speaking and engaging. Um, you've talked about uh, restrictions of the phone at night. Do you have any advice that a young woman could use herself to not to build a little bit of a thick armor around herself? We all know that social media is can crush um, mm-hmm. spirits with mean comments and bullying. And is there are there any thoughts that you could give to young women of how they can arm themselves a little bit, um, a little that I think honestly having that thicker skin, learning it early, carries into adulthood, mm-hmm. as when when we're in a boardroom and right. having a thick skin. Are there any lessons that can transfer to both? You know.
1: I think there is. Um, the, the concern I have is, is like you mentioned, Erin, there's so much damage with the social media and these kids. I watch, you know, when we were kids, let me go back, when we were kids, mm-hmm. you had a phone that was stuck to the wall. Yep. The phone would ring, your friends would say, let's meet up and at 6 o'clock, you know, at Italian Village <laughs> in Murray. <laughs> that's where we're going. And that's what you knew, the plan. Well, nowadays, um, and if you were not invited or you missed it, you didn't know. Not usually. You didn't know, and your feelings didn't get hurt. Yeah. And you didn't start to have the the self doubt that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't they invite me? And that you know I was left out. And fear of missing out. The yeah. fear of missing out. The yeah. FOMO. Um, so it's really hard, and I, and that's why. It, there's a balance and I don't know that I'm a great parent in doing it because sometimes I'm in a total pushover um, yeah. you know and aren't give the phone are, back and all... you know going out with their friends and and you know doing that social um, that is so important to kids but it is back to that balance with the with them and hmm. what advice I could give I you know it's hard um, if I could take that phone or I could eliminate half of that social media because I think it is it it's Teaching young girls that image, um, you know, the, the number of selfies that we have to take on a daily basis drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what are you going to do with all your pictures <laughs> that we just took, of ourselves. you know, <laughs> of ourselves? To be, like, why do I have to buy, buy more iCloud storage? <laughs> because all it is is pictures of you and videos of you, which you're beautiful. You know, obviously instilling that confidence in them as yeah. a parent. Um, but also balancing that to say, um, you know, We're not going to become, you know, as much as I want to give you confidence, you know, we have to be realistic about where it's going. And um, trying to, I don't know if saying limit is the right word, Mm -hmm. but just recognizing that this might be important for you right now, but this is going to change. And I try to talk about phases of life with my daughter Mm -hmm. to say right now, this is a phase and it hurts so bad that you didn't get invited, but guess what? Time's going to heal this and we're going to move on. That's my big um, advice that I give her is right now it hurts because we weren't invited to that or we missed out on that party or we didn't get invited to the prom. Mm -hmm. But guess what? In two weeks when I come back to you and I say, are you okay today? You're going to say, oh, I'm fine Mm -hmm. because I moved on. So these are steps and these are experiences, but it's not going to define your future. That's what she needs to understand. So it's just step after step. But making sure she stays in the ra- on the right path and in the right lane. Yeah, yeah. Well, it
0: kind of goes back to even like when you pulled yourself out of when you lose a client. Mm-hmm. Teaching yourself to not listen to that negative self-talk, to that little whispering voice um, in your head. And so I think that is one good piece of armor that young women can have that, yes, acknowledge it hurts that I wasn't yeah. invited or they're talking about me. Okay, I'm going to be wounded bird for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to step back and put some objectivity to this and talk myself back up to a positive place.
1: It's funny because I keep using it. I just realized just in this moment that I always use these um, examples of birds. You know, yes, you're a wounded bird. But another thing I say to my daughter is, you know, you can let that bird fly through your brain for a minute but you're not gonna let it sit and nest. Mm. That negative little bird that yeah. flows through, you can fly through and you can think about it for a minute, but don't let it nest. Oh, I love that. Because it's just, it'll it will bring you down. Yeah. You can think about it faster. for a few minutes, but no, we're gonna move on.
0: That right. bird's gonna fly through and it's gonna keep going. I also like how you touched on balance, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, the balance with the phone, right? But that's a life lesson, I think, for women in general. We're always trying to balance our family. We're trying to balance our career. We're trying to balance our volunteer time, our friends. So it's a good overall lesson about maybe not being obsessed with one thing, which is right obsessed with the phone. That's not balance. And you're going to need to learn balance to to thrive in this Mm -hmm. lifetime.
1: Yes. Um, It's interesting. Sometimes it takes a while to... um, to figure out what someone's passion is, and I think we're always continuing to seek for what that is. You know, what am I interested in? Oh, I'm good at this. What should I do? It's funny with my daughter. I keep going back to her. Yeah. When she was a little kid, she was so cute. When she'd watch the Olympics, it was the Summer Games. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be Gabby Douglas. We had to do mm-hmm. gymnastics lessons, and that lasted for a while. And then it was the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. Well, then she needed to do ice skating, so we tried the ice skating. <laughs> you know, and and then we tried soccer, and we tried dance, and we tried all of these different things and until she finally found what she was passionate about. And right now, her passion is music, and she's a great singer. She, she plays guitar. right? So it's not, for me, it wasn't, um, you know, continuing making somebody do something that they either weren't good at or they weren't excited about. Um, it was continuing to try to find what fits for you. And I think that's important for young women too. You know, it, I was going down a path that I was interested in of FBI, mm-hmm. Nancy Drew, you know, I'm going to be great and I love crime shows. Just so you know, I have to watch crime shows every weekend because I'm still totally interested <laughs> in it. But, but that path didn't work out for me. So you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to say, okay, if this isn't working, try what's mm-hmm. next. Um, and not force something necessarily, because if it if it doesn't feel good and it doesn't, it's not right. You got to pivot and you got to try something else, and don't give up on one thing. Try the
0: next. I think that is something new um, compared to my generation. I mean, I was in the same um, company for twenty three years, and right. you know, we made it. Just you got your degree, that meant that was the field you were going into. That meant that that's what you were supposed to do, and then you stayed. Right. Right. And, and I don't necessarily, I hear people say that it's kind of a negative of this generation now of the changing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think good for them. Your life's going to change. You're going to have new interests. New people are going to come into your life. You're going to want to try. If you want to try a new job, try a new job. You want to live in a new country, go try living in a new country. I right. think that freedom is super exciting. I really do, especially yeah. for young women. When I talk to my son's that are females they're in college and they just um, they just seem to be like ready to take
1: it on and I love that I really really love that yeah I agree with you there I I think that um, continue to try I mean if, mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right give it some time yeah you know you have yeah, gotta be able little to, bit to stick yeah give a little bit of time to yeah. see that um, you know what what do you like what do you dislike mm-hmm. but also giving women the skills to um, evaluate that because what you don't want to do is jump for something maybe that you thought was better and you know is the the grass is greener Greener. on the other side Mm -hmm. so there's always that going on but at least giving them um, life skills education Mm -hmm. the things that they need to make good choices there you go but don't fail if if it doesn't work out don't feel like you failed pivot go to the next and give it a try what well, do you have to lose, right? That to expand
0: on that. I mean, in wrapping up, I just love to know if you know, speaking to the girls and the young women that will be listening to this podcast, is, as well as our peers that will also hear it. Um, what kind of final thoughts? That that was so um, such a beautiful epiphany for me. What you just described, but are there other kind of lasting words of wisdom that you'd like to to share?
1: Um, You know, just continue um, down your path that you've, or in your head you've got a path. Everyone has something in their mind of what you want to be. When we were little it was, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You've been asked that since you were a little kid. What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, and it's funny to hear what what kids will tell you. You know, it starts out as I want to be a policeman, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a fireman, you know, and you Mm -hmm. see that in kids. and then. As we grow you ought, you suddenly that expands into other opportunities in your head like I want to be a veterinarian I want to be a, a marine biologist I want to be no one just so you know ever said I want to be grow up and be an insurance broker <laughs> no one ever said that ever in fact I was never invited to career day because it was too complicated <laughs> to explain to children what that means but there's there's every job out there has it, it's important And it's meaningful and you know I think some final words as continue to to go down your path of education Mm -hmm. and you will be um, you will have opportunities Um, you want to continue to thrive and just don't have self-doubt and if something doesn't work you can have a pity party for a hot five minutes but after that you've got to pivot and continue down the path of all right what's gonna make me happy and successful and I'm gonna succeed
0: Laura, you're the coolest friend and mom ever. <laughs> You'd be at else. Aus- you're a cool mom and. Oh. Um- your kids are so lucky know. to have you, they are.
1: It depends on what day, what what day whether right. or the, if they have the phone in their hands or if right. they don't, if I'm a cool mom.
0: Right. <laughs> well, with that, I'd just like to thank Laura for being here today and um, look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Great, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank,
0: thank you. you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.